welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen presents podcast where we see new movies. There was a time, you know, we started this, we saw new movies. Then there was a time, a dark time, where we saw movies, they were newish, they came to streaming, who knows when these movies came out. But now, we've been back in the swing for so long. Only new movies, only the fresh movies. The movie comes out the oven, ah, ah, so hot, ah, let's watch it. That's what I always say. My name is Robbie Anderson. I'm the host today of Hot Takes. I'm not always the host. I was the host for a long time. There's a time where I hosted some of them. Then I was the host for a while. I'm just giving you a history lesson. And now I host it a little bit sometimes again. And that's that's what we're doing. But I'm the host today, sitting on my throne, yelling at the microphone. Just so fucking happy to be here. This is not the only podcast uh, story screen. Story screen has many podcasts, many articles. Head over to our website, please. But listen to this first. Or multitask. I don't care what you do. I'm joined by the businessman in the business, Michael Burge. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing very good, Robbie. How are you? I'm great. I'm mm. great. It's been a while since you've been... Uh, it's not since Gray Man, cinematic masterpiece, since mm-hmm. you were on a hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the movie we're going to talk about, I imagine we both think it's better than Gray Man, but that's what we're here <laughs> to figure out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the movie we are talking about today is... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the sequel to Black Panther, a movie that's been rewritten at the very least twice, <laughs> and it is out now. Uh, following the death of Chadwick Boseman, the movie has a lot on its plate, the closure to phase four of the MCU. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in this almost three-hour movie, but uh, you know, without further ado, Mike, what is your hot take on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? Well, first off, Robbie, I'd like to thank you for having me here today. It's always an honor to be on Hot Takes, and I can't think of two better people in the entire world to sit down and talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever mere days after its release. Mere days. Uh, so I thank you for recognizing my ability and um, you know my bona fides uh, oh, to yes. be able to talk about this as a, as a, as a white man. Um, <laughs> I didn't call you the white knight of movies this hey, time. Hey, baby. Um <laughs> Oh, hot take on Black Panther, colon, Wakanda Forever. Um, okay, mm. so, uh, hmm, it's long. It's too long. <laughs> it's annoyingly it's long. long. Uh, I like it. It's fun. There's a lot about it I don't like. There's some of it I fucking hate. Um, and I honestly think that it is the movie. I've always been um, an unintentional defender of Marvel movies, it's not that like I like all of them. It's just like I can usually find something. And I'm like, I really dig that about this. Like I was yeah. much hotter on uh, Love and Thunder than pretty much the entire world. Um, that is true. Maybe even including Taika Waititi, uh, who seems to maybe not like it all that much. I don't know. His, he, he gives weird interviews. Um, true. But, uh, you know, there's again, like there's stuff in this movie, like it's it's that classic adage. It's like, you know, I like one of the movies that's in this movie, but unfortunately there are four and um, it's a little difficult. I mean, this is kind of like what this whole show was built for. Like, I'm still working through it. I saw it like we're recording on Sunday, uh, November 13th. The movie came out on the 12th, early uh, on the 11th, early screenings on the 10th. Right. I, of course, saw on the 9th because I'm a special boy. Um, special boy. So I've been working with it for a couple days now. 
to try and figure out exactly um, what my issues with it are because they, they were very like subconscious yet also conscious. Like while I was watching it, like I could feel the movie reaching these heights and these cool moments. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, there it is. That's that Kuglish shit. That's what I'm here for. Here we go. And then it would immediately undercut them. Um, almost in the way that everybody makes fun of Marvel movies with like the jokiness and how the jokiness kind of undercuts the emotion like the emotion of everything, which like I agree with to a certain extent, but for the most part, I kind of like it. I think it's their thing with this one. It's kind of like they just build up all of these like narratives that are built around these emotional payoffs. Uh, and then it's just like, but also check out the Elaine from Seinfeld. She's doing some stuff. And it's like, She's all right, here. Fucking Jesus, that's not a spoiler, right? Like they're all over. I, it's, she's in this movie and it fucking sucks. Here's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because like, I know we got to keep yeah. it kind of. We, we definitely want to keep it spoiler free. What do you? We what, definitely what do you we are going to keep it spoiler free. Got? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm similar to you. I might be a little hotter on it. We'll, we'll find out when we get mm-hmm. to specifics, kind of where we land on it moment to moment. Um, but yeah, I you know the there was a lot of hype going into this one. It seemed like I, I thought that this was going to be the Marvel movie that like you know I was hoping would be you know like ubiquitously loved like we had in the old days um and uh yeah i watched it and i think like you know there it's too it is too long it's way too long and i think that also the stuff in it that is like a touching tribute to chabot bozeman i think all that like hits i think it's all very like well handled it, it like you know, filled me up and like, I was like, yeah, this like really hits. But then like, it kind of just like undercuts all that emotional impact with just like a painful amount of bloat. And that's all it is. It's Mm -hmm. so, the movie is so bloated and with the new characters they add, they try and do, they try to like tie some of them into the plot of the movie in interesting ways, but it ultimately just like kind of doesn't work. And I think that, um, I kind of agree with what you said, Mike, where like there's like an interesting movie in there. I think if the movie was an hour shorter and a lot more focused, we could have had this touching eulogy to Chadwick Boseman and a cautionary tale about power and what you do with it. And I think that movie is a movie I want to see. And I think that movie is in there. But I think that, uh, yeah, the movie also like on a technical level, I think the score is really good. I think there's some like kick ass themes that happen later that I really like. Um, I think, uh, Namor is cool as a villain. I think he's very interesting. Um, he's no killmonger, but he's cool. Uh, Takulan is like a cool, or Talukan, I'm sorry, is like a really cool place. And, uh, you know, the things that they do to like make this fictional city of Wakanda very realized and very cultural that they do in the first movie, they do a lot for, um, the new locale as well. And, um... So, like, you know, there's there's stuff in this movie that, like, it's like, oh, wow, this is, like, really, like, popping off. It's really cool. There's a really cool sequence in the beginning of the movie that I, like, loved. And Angela Bassett is not only the queen in this movie, but the queen in real life, in my opinion. But there's just, like, so much unnecessary bloat that, undercut, that undercuts, like, a lot of tension and just, like, plot momentum. And uh, the movie also, like, kind of has the same problem as Black Panther on a technical level where, like, sometimes the CGI, like, really pops and looks really good. And then sometimes I'm, like... This is really, this is like awful. It's awful. Like it's awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think that to the TLDR too long. Don't read too long. Don't listen on what I just said is that like, 
I I liked it. Like I liked it. I think it's good. I think it's like a good Marvel movie. I don't think it's a great Marvel movie, which is really unfortunate. And I think it's just like, I think it's blow. I I'm surprised that they just tried to pack so much into this movie where I don't think they really needed to. No, and again, like the, the long movies, I like them. They're fine, but yeah, if it needs to be like that, yeah, the Batman movie was like three hours long. The the Batman, like it was three hours long, and I was like, I saw that movie twice, two days in a row. I was like, hell yeah, here we go. Um, because like you know, there is a lot of like stuff in that movie that they probably could like cut down, but it would affect the overall kind of like vibe and feel. It's a mood piece. Whereas in this one, like I I completely agree. Like this this bad boy's clocking in at about like two forty four without credits. Um. And it's so funny, too, because, like, you know, spoiler alert for the credits, not the credit scene, no, 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 but, like, the credits go way faster in this movie than normal. As someone who (laughs) I sit through a lot of credits, a lot of stuff, I was like, Diana, I saw with my partner Diana, and even she commented on it, she was like... It's going a little fast. And I was just like, they are trying to get through this. Do you remember, like, when you see the Georgia Peach, it's just like, wait, are we, is it over? Like, when, like, like the film scenes in Georgia come up, you're like, wait, this is too, this is too soon. It's not right. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. That's a a funny observation. I mean, you know, Mike, yeah, you, you mentioned before that you've kind of become like the accidental defender of marvel movies at a time and uh you know i i always appreciated as someone who i think is going through a little bit of like marvel fatigue i always appreciated like being able to come to you and kind of get like kind of hyped up you know Mm -hmm. like talk to the marvel hype man get me get me going get me like jazzed um so you know i'm not i'm not necessarily surprised to see that we're kind of like aligned on how we feel about this movie but um do you think that it's like in any way like an overall temperature check on the MCU at this point, do you think it's like, I, in some ways I think it's almost like the perfect phase four ender. Cause it kind of has like all the problems and like high notes of, of all of those movies. Yeah. It's like the biggest problem with phase four is like, there's no, um, there's no momentum. Like what are we going towards? Why are all of these stories happening in this specific order? And then you find out like, actually they're all happening out of order because of like COVID and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, yeah. WandaVision was supposed to be after Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange was supposed to be like before Spider-Man No Way Home and like all these characters and stuff got moved around and stuff like that and changed. So it's like that's kind of, I think, maybe affecting a little bit. Chadwick Boseman tragically passing away too definitely uh, impacted this movie (laughs) in uh, very sad ways, but I think ways that are handled um, in some of the best moments in the movie are when that grief and that sadness is addressed uh both like kind of um meta contextually but also within you know um not only the characters in the film grieving but also the actors portraying them kind of grieving as well where it's like this kind of art imitating life imitating art kind of thing that i think is very beautiful and uh, again, sad and tragic, and I wish the alternative were 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 so, but this is what we have. Um, and I think that that's some of the strongest stuff. I think that's the stuff that Kugler and the team like really pull off. 
uh, the best. You can kind of see the original story in there. Um, if, you know, Chadwick Boseman was, in fact, returning as T'Challa. Um, and then they kind of just move it around and stuff like that. And then there's just all this extra junk that's in there, man, that you're just kind of like, what are we doing right now? Like, and it, it makes it even sadder because it's not just a Marvel movie. It's a Black Panther movie. You know, it's yeah. a completely different monster. It's kind of like an Avengers movie. Like, it's like the like the last Black Panther movie that came out was one of the biggest goddamn deals in the history of cinema. It was like yeah. no hyperbole either. Like that is just, I'm a very hyperbolic king, but that is like true. Like that is a huge deal. This movie was a huge deal and how they were going to deal with it was a huge deal. And I truly do believe that they did their best. Um, I don't think that any of the issues and the bloat are from greed so to say, of trying to fit as much in there as possible. I think that they were really just trying to take their time on certain things that ended up extending all these other moments in the movie that maybe didn't need to be extended. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, you know, I feel like the the sequel to Black Panther that's in this movie is, like, pretty cool. Yes. Right? Like, I think that's, like, I think it's, like, that's a pretty cool movie. And... You know, and then like you know the the kind of reflection with um, uh, Talo Khan, I also think is cool as well. And like you know, I like I think that's like set up very well. But yeah, like every time I see Martin Freeman, I'm like, you could have cut him out of the movie. I think they do um, an interesting job with uh, Riri Williams. Ironheart mm-hmm. and tying her into the overall plot of the no. movie, but I think it's like you don't like that. Oh God, no! We'll talk about it, but yeah, I, 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 I mean, like I think I, I think it's that, a like, hard you thing know, to talk about, and I get it, but it's like yeah, it's like. Mm, mm, mm. But I, I guess like you know, yeah, it's a hard thing to talk about, but like you know, there's basically there's a role that she fills in that movie yeah. as like a catalyst for the movie, and it's like all right, well, I guess if you need a character to be that, that you know, the logic of it made sense. Yes, enough, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I I was surprised at the movie I saw just kind of versus just, like, the fanfare and, like, a lot of people being kind of hyped about the movie yeah. leading up to the actual release. And, like, you know, that happens, right? Like, uh, I think, like, any reviewer or press junket that comes from, like, seeing a Marvel movie, like, you know, in L.A. at the premiere is always going to be skewed a little bit more positive because, like, it's a, that's, like, the hypest way to see that movie. Um, but, like, you know... I. I it just didn't, it just, like, didn't hit, and it was, like, really disappointing, because, like, I think it could have, like, I, that's, I think that's, like, the thing that really bugs me, where I'm, like, there's enough stuff in there that, like, is a movie that I want to see, and I just kind of got, like, bored through, like, just, like, the, the slog of it, you know? I am, and, you know, like, I don't want to just, like, have this whole, like, first thing just be about, or I prefer to not have it just be about like the bloat and stuff like that. But unfortunately that I think is the most interesting thing to talk about with the movie because it is just kind of wild that like everything else is balanced so well. And like Ryan Coogler is like a very balanced um, director and writer. Like you're just kind of like, how did we get to this point? And it's these insane circumstances that just led up to this thing. Like not only just Chadwick Boseman passing away, but COVID and, the fact that like phase four got moved around a bunch and that this is now the end of phase four coming out only just mere months before, you know, the new kind of momentum is introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
Quantumania. Um, it's it, it, but it it really is like there's there's plenty to talk about like specifically that I do like and we'll, again we'll do that like once yeah. we're once the, there's a lot the, of good, the there no is spoil- good stuff yeah. in the movie yeah. 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 I just yeah. feel like the easiest thing to talk about no non spoilery is kind of just like you know what this whole section is usually on the show is like well this is how we kind of generally feel without being specific and it it just it's it's very hard to talk about what doesn't work for the movie for me without being specific. And even though this is a big movie and pretty much everybody in the world has already seen it, you know, we respect the, the, the non-spoiler section of hot takes, but it is also just like, you know, some people don't know who Riri is. Like they don't fucking know. And then like she shows up in the movie and they're like, huh? What? Okay. And it's just like, I don't want to like get rid of like too much of like what that is, even though it's like if you are even kind of passingly into Marvel, you kind you of know that the, there's a show coming the trailer, out. Right. You know, You're like, yeah. oh, who's that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, but there's. There's stuff that you could do, like, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, her character is given an anchor, um, which is like, well, now that character needs to be there. But it's like that anchor could be given to anybody. That's the way writing works. You make it up. And it's like, (laughs) you know, if the only function of that character is to be there for, you know, the the main plot um, threat to be pushed forward but also to introduce this character so that she can have her own series and go on to be in more movies. It's kind of like, well, did you just attach that anchor to her to make it make sense that it's like this kind of thing that kind of, it doesn't make sense. We'll talk about it when it's like, it really doesn't make sense to me why she's yeah, in the movie. I mean, there's definitely some like, I don't know, uh, nostalgia patchwork put together. It's, to, it's to, pretty, it's put, yeah. wild. Um, it's agree. Yeah. It's a little egregious, but um, I think like positively like non-spoiler and stuff. Uh, I think that the returning cast is fucking insane. Everybody's so fucking yeah. good. Letitia Wright is some, is a controversial figure right now, but, um, yeah, very, but she brings it, man. She, she brings is, it. So fucking good. I kept thinking about um I think the last thing I saw her in before this was uh her um quote unquote episode of small acts. Um mm-hmm. uh the uh the 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 uh Amazon series that was just like and she's like amazing in that and she's amazing in like the first one, but she's more of like in Black Panther, but she's more of like a like a comic relief she's you know, kind of sister character. Equip, yeah, and like to be yeah. thrust into this like not even just lead role, but just like have all the weight she has to act like the no pun intended avatar of all of us everybody as a community reeling from chadwick boseman's loss and the hole that he's left in this movie and in this world and i think that is something that i wouldn't have expected almost anybody except for maybe angela bassett who also brings it but like i really would not have knocked letitia Wright if she wasn't able to completely knock it 110 percent out of the park but she did um, mm-hmm. so like, that's wild shit to watch. Like every time you see her and you're just like, you are just doing it. You're, you're fucking pulling it off. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, like usually, you know, uh, Marvel always like they, they're very good with casting. They cast good leads and the way that they make their movies, they make, they make their actors shine like all the time, but to take like, you know, uh, a character and an actor who's been kind of like, you know, on, on this, not sidelined, but has been like, you know, a side character and to elevate them to the status of kind of like lead in a way it's, uh, she, she really came to the occasion and like, you know, is, is great in everything that she's in. And I also, you know, what I really like about the movie is that it features like pretty much exclusively 
strong women, powerful women who start strong and start powerful. And it's not about them necessarily like fighting. You know, it's not like a story about like powerful women fighting for their place in the world or anything like that. It's like, no, these are strong women who are treated as strong women who act as strong women who are divisive, strong women. And it's like, it's cool. It's just cool to have a movie where it's like the, the, their strength is not predicated on their womanhood. It's just like, they are strong and they are women. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like really cool. And that's like, that's like all the characters in this movie for the most part. And they're great. You know? Um, Okay, okay, uh, Dania Guerrero's character, mm-hmm. she's great every time, and she, I feel like, steals the show in this movie. I, I feel like she's my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I like, like her arc a lot too. Jumping on that, um, you know, the, 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 the presentation of the representation of women on screen you know even black women on screen and just black, everybody's like so fucking good in this goddamn movie but it, it's like yeah. the, the 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 presentation of it is like so engaging because like they can be these absolute badass intense uh figures of like just like capable of like insane physical shit and then yeah. at the same time they are allowed to be given scenes where they are just crying because like every the emotional stakes of this movie are so high for so many reasons and everybody has their own like great scene where they just like break essentially and i feel like that's something you know that is not necessarily inherent to the um female experience or the female identity or um existence like uh men to be sad but i feel like especially with the themes that this movie's dealing with and stuff, I think having a primarily um, female cast of insanely talented actors who can also do all these amazing physical shit is just like, you're just like there. Like every time someone like sheds like a single tear or something, like you can feel it a little bit more. There's like a, there's such a sadness to this movie. It kind of bums you out throughout the whole thing. Like it's kind of yeah. a bummer. Um, it's kind of almost like the Killmonger, uh, the, the end Killmonger speech at the end of Black Panther. Only the whole for movie. The whole movie. You're like, shit, man, this is kind of a fucking bummer. But, but again, <laughs> no, like I, that was like, point. it's, that is something too that I, I like that the movie's getting hyped for is that it is, you know, Black Panther got hyped for that too, where it was like, you know, besides the two main leads, uh, the hero and the villain, pretty much the entire cast was women, black women, and Martin Freeman, uh, and Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> our, fa- our other favorite two black women. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, I think that all, the cast is really good and they, you know, maintain their their quality acting even through some scenes with like some ridiculous dialogue that happened. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. How do you feel? So, you know, mm. the first black Panther movie moving, moving from performances and maybe into like technical stuff. How do you feel? Uh, the first black Panther movie kind of criticized for um, inconsistent CGI and special effects. How do you mm. feel like that stuff is in this film overall? I, I think it's a little bit better. It's not a Spider-Man three E especially with that last fight at the end of the first one. Um, There's still issues there, man. And it's just like um, a friend of the show, uh, Jer Bear, Jeremy Kalajewski wrote on his uh, letterbox review for this film um, uh, about the VFX. Like, and he generally walked away pretty positive on the movie. um, But he talked about the VFX being just like this massive hindrance on it, where it's just like, you can't help but not notice and he made this, you know, there's obviously all the shit with um, 
uh, the crunch times and like the abuse that yeah, Disney, like all this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of sucks that it's like, you know, I'm not saying that one or the other is better. Neither of the first one is definitely the best option, but it just kind of sucks that you're hearing that everybody is getting so fucking bashed down. And then this is what it looks like. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of trying to say like, well, at least if it looked great, you'd be like, I mean, it wasn't worth it, but like, look at it. <laughs> but unfortunately sure. now you're just like, wait, you did that for that. And I'm not trying to be fucking mean. I'm like, it's just, it looks I great. Think, I can't fucking do it, but there is moments. Yeah. And the, the, the reason I brought up Jeremy was he makes this amazing thing. He's like, they played the Avatar 2 trailer right before the movie. <laughs> and it is night and day. You're just like, yeah. this is what happens when you take your time and you do it right. And then this yeah. is what happens when you're just like, go, go get it, get it the fuck out. There are some scenes that are like, they're, they're standing in front of a blue screen. And it's so obvious. And the thing is, like, a lot of movies are, you're standing in front of a blue screen. Very much. But, yeah. in, this, but in this one, Women it's just talking, like. Yeah. Tar. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All Kane. blue screen, all blue screen. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, in this movie, it's just like, and, but there, and then there are times like I feel like there's a lot of like really excellent like practical shots in the movie that yes. I think work really well. Like, mm-hmm. re, like there's a really really good. cool it's set like, pieces that are not yeah. VFX driven that are like pretty cool. Kind of like the casino scene in the first one where you're just like, this is cool because like, yeah, I mean, that's this. a pool table, that's a pool stick, those are things. It's like the the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park rule where you're just like, you can reach out and touch it. Look at it. Like it, It's yeah. real. It's there. And it all like, it does look pretty good. And I do think like, you know, I think uh, Talo Khan looks really cool when you're there. Um, I also think that there are times where Rokanda looks really good. Um, and then like some of the hybrid, like the throne room, like kind of like hybrid CGI hybrid, like actual set piece stuff like looks good. Uh, oh yeah all the sets from the first one that they're kind of repurposing whether it be like the throne room set and like the yeah. streets of wakanda and stuff they're filmed in new ways and all yeah. look really good yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's still the same um in the way that you want it to be the same but it feels fresh yeah yeah but like the act three showdown that the movie inevitably leads to is just like it's like a power what was it again bro. oh right yeah, yeah we'll talk okay. we'll talk about it i don't want to get into it, but it's like it's it's just like not interesting um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the Ren and Stimpy uh, Spongebob shows when it cuts real close and it's like this weird gross it just looks like uh, disgusting <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I think you know it, it. I think the movie kind of like is a bit more consistent on like a visual level than mm. uh, Black Panther well maybe it's not I don't know it's so no, long I, maybe I, it's the same maybe it's, the same. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I mean I think there's so definitely much, more know? in it especially yeah. with you know an underwater city um sure yeah you know it's like it's it was like you like wakanda you're getting two wakandas a style yeah. wakandas. and, and one's super wet you know it's like <laughs> so and wet. wet is not um easy to do with cgi no, it's not. you know it's not and they have a lot of cool water physics uh Final note before we take a break and head into spoilers. Uh, how do you feel about the, you know, the big bad in a Marvel movie is always the mm. point of conversation. They can be done well, they can be done wrong. They are divisive. Uh, Killmonger, considered one of the greatest MCU villains, kind of like not a ton of contest. Uh, how do you feel about Namor in this movie? Oh, Namor? Um, oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Uh, uh, well, what are you, I mean. I mean, I think this movie's got one of the best villains in any Marvel movie so far, the CIA. 
<laughs> the feds. They can't be stopped. They can't be stopped. They're tricky. They're Look, tricky little fuckers. They are tricky little fucks. They like built like a like a heart attack gun. Remember that? They built a heart attack gun back in like the eighties. They shoot you with it, gives you a heart attack like a day later. Oh my yeah, God, that's so that's a real thing. Maybe so not, probably not, but like I like to think it is. I believe I believe you. Uh, no, I think um, Namor is something that I definitely want to talk more in depth about more when we're in spoilers and stuff. Uh, Namor, uh, which is his name in the comics, um, is fucking love that goddamn character. Is it? Fucking yeah. love him. I'm so happy that he's in a movie, and I'm so happy that they changed him the way that they did for the purposes of this film. And I'm very excited to talk about all of that. Uh, um, no more in this. Mm-hmm, we'll talk about it. Um, it's just a radically different take on this character, but it keeps all the things that kind of make him um, unique. And that character, it's not just like, it's not like Man of Steel shit where they're just like, well, we're just going to change everything about this character, but still call him Superman and he's going to have the suit and stuff like that. It's not like that. It's they do change a lot, but it's in service of what the movie's doing. I think that he is <clears throat> I'm going to do it. I think he's the best part of the movie. Um, Ooh, but it is also because of what he brings to the table and what he brings out of or is given by um angela bassett leticia right all the characters of the movie it bounce he, off him well. when he yeah. interacts with them you're just like now we are cooking mm. you know it's just mm. like it's just he he like those people on their own or just together are lighting up the screen but anytime he's kind of tossed in there as like this kind of extra expository thematic element you're just like here we go also he looks like he fucks like he just like he shows up and you're just like you see those shorts bro? this boy <laughs> this boy knows how to get sloppy i mean he's been around for thousands of years thousands he's of fucking, years he's, he's fucking gotten in wet he's wet he's God. ready to go he's ready to go <laughs> what, do, what do you what do you what do you think about uh namor i think namor's great i think you know i think it's a tough act to follow i'll give you that very um but i think that he's a really great villain and i think that there's some lessons they also learned from uh, what they did with Killmonger that they take into this movie, and I think that he is, um, he's a uh, he's a very interesting villain, and I think that Talo Khan is like, is is he's a very interesting villain and like kind of foil to Wakanda. But I think the real the the kind of like Talo Khan being the villain and kind of like the you know the antithesis to Wakanda is is a much more interesting relationship to me. And uh, yeah. And that is also, That's very you know, cool. mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that, you know, that only works because his, his performance is so strong. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, interesting to kind of talk more about that. But I think that, uh, yeah, these two nations and how, you know, the parallels you can draw, but also like their kind of like philosophy is very different. And I mm-hmm. think that uh, it's really cool. But, you know, Namor is also like he's a. Uh, in many ways, kind of like a extension of the Killmonger philosophy as well. So it's yeah, very it's, interesting. It's a different. To, you can you yeah. can kind of see how this would have worked in a Chadwick Boseman T'Challa returning led thing, yeah. where this is a a threat, but it's a different kind of threat. It's even more of a mirror of him. This is the king of this other place, you know, and it's and he's revered as a god. There's and amazing. Like, you know, he, there's yeah. amazing commentary on. Again, we probably won't talk about this too much because there's probably loads of other 
podcasts and articles written by people that can speak to this better. But, you know, it is very interesting, you know, the 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 world of the whites, the world of the powerful of like the, you know, in the CIA, they're kind of represented more so as like the CIA and like a French government and stuff like that, um, attempting to divide um, you know, a culture and class of people who are black and people who are brown. And these two being like, we need to come together to be able to stop them because if we come together, they can't fucking stop us. You know, we're too talented. We're too skilled. There's too many of us. We're too powerful, but together we could take over everything. And it's all about all of these things coming together, you know? And, and, And I think that that's a very interesting thing to do. And in, you know, making, no more or making namor no more and making yeah. atlantis you know this kind of more um you know like uh what's the name of the city again talukan 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 uh like changing it up and being like which is also probably because like they probably can't call it atlantis honestly at this point I, that has I, to be why right? they can't <laughs> I, I can't imagine like i bet they probably could if they wanted to but ryan Coogler it's cool like the, like, the no, mayan like, aztec influence of it all is like great it's used that's so what well. i mean like, like swapping yeah. it over to kind of this mayan aspect and stuff like it just it doesn't feel like the thing that you would think that it would feel like where they're just like yeah. well they're just gonna do this you know, oh, uh, they don't want to use another white guy. And I was like, no, yeah. they don't. We have enough of those. Like, it's okay. We can do. mix it up. Yeah, it, it's cool that, like, Talokan kind of, like, sits as the, uh, you know, Wakanda has to kind of deal with this ultimate temptation of power. And, you know, they've they've done it by isolation. And, you know, you see Killmonger in the previous movie be like, all right, well, I... And I am like, you know, not the temptation of power. I, or he is the ultimate temptation of power where he, you know, or he's the, he's the usurper of power and he wants to go Mm -hmm. in there and use Wakanda's resources to, you know, take over the world, basically supervillain style. And this movie, you know, it's similar in the way of like, you know, Talokan being like, it's, it's less of like, it's like, you know, it is still that, like that ultimate temptation of this powerful nation to be like, you guys are really holding on to these resources and not sharing with anybody, but you shared it with us. It's over for them. Mm-hmm. And let's just do it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a lot more we're, to talk we're, about. We're tiptoeing. Yeah, we're tiptoeing yeah, right now. It's, it, is, it is time. It is time. So, uh, that is the spoiler-free section of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I think, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, you probably have already seen the movie. Uh, despite us having our gripes, I'm excited to talk about those things. And, uh, you know, the reason I'm so excited to talk about it it's because Mike and I watch all these movies and all these shows. We're very ingrained in the uh, continuing monolithic narrative of the MCU. So, you know, I obviously think you should go see this movie, uh, make your own opinions on it. A lot of people really dig it. Uh, and, you know, we like it too. And if you stick around for the spoiler section, you might find out that we like the movie more than we're letting on. Because we can kind of uh, yeah. talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like the movie. I just have some weird issues with it. And um, I will say this final thing right before the spoilers. So just in case some people were like, I think I'm going <laughs> to bounce. Yeah. It, whether you've seen the movie or not, this will hopefully intrigue. If you give two shits about what I think, which I don't know why you would, but thanks. The end credit scene of this movie is one of the worst things I have ever seen in my fucking life. And I will tell you why. 
Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm going to get in so much trouble. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Suncommon. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is Suncommon? Well, Suncommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. Suncommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the solar canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home. Honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help. They they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of uh, hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes. But they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back with spoilies for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, movie opens, touching tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, bold choice mm. on how to mm. cover how Chad, uh, how to ta- how T'Challa dies. How else uh, do you think, do it though? Right? Like really? I think handled very well. I think yeah. handled very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like uh, well. now that we can get specific and stuff, I think all the stuff that's. Chadwick Boseman tragedy um, connected is handled very well. I I think that there's just the right amount 
of impact that needs to be there. There's just a, a right amount thematically of the grief that's in there that kind of ties to um, Namor's uh, past as well. Um, and, you know, it's uh, I think that they they hit it really strong at the beginning. I think they hit it really strong at the end. Uh, I think in between there, sometimes it can get a little lost uh, in all the kerfuffle of everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, whenever it's kind of like straight up addressed, uh, I thought it was like done really well. It's very moving. It's very sad. Again, it's, you know, kind of a thing that's like impressive that they were able to pull it off for a three hour movie. But also it is a thing that kind of makes the movie, again, like we mentioned, a bit of a bummer. Yeah, it definitely makes me. And the thing is, like, I'm down for a bummer. And I think it, the movie just kind of gets in its own way where, you know, it's not greed and why it has all these issues or why it has so much in it. It's just like, it's just got a lot going on and it's distracting, like, you know, to, I think to, to really dial in an audience into an emotion like grief and how we overcome it, you can't have all this other stuff in there too. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Cause I think that's a really... And I think what was really disappointing is that it's like they they like dial you in and you're like, all right, I'm feeling I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling a certain way right now. They they got me. And then they they lose me mm-hmm. constantly. It, and then even even at the end of the movie, they get me again. Mm-hmm. And then they do the post credit scene. Yeah. And it's just like this is we'll so talk about weird. It. We'll talk about it. We'll, 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 so we'll hold weird. that one off for a second. Um, yeah, yeah. I it's uh, this movie has all of the issues going into making it that any Marvel movie has, which is like, you got to do this story with these characters. And then you also have to introduce these characters connected to the timeline and all of that stuff and what's past and what's coming and what's happening now. Right. But it's also a black Panther sequel. So it has to deal with all of that stuff. Just black Panther world character, cultural phenomenon based. And it's also um, has to deal with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And it has to address that and honor it respectfully and naturally and thematically as uh, much as they want. And I think they do a great job with that. I think that aspect of it is calibrated perfectly. But it's also the end of a phase. So it has all of those things. It's got these four yeah. different things that it really has to like tackle, which maybe would make... Like, you could defend the runtime... Um, and again, like I like long movies. Like I always joke about like, Ooh, a nice 90 minute. Ah, like I love it. Cause I like getting in, like getting out, like watching the black phone the other day. I was like, bada bing, bada boom, bada we're, bing, in, bada we're boom. out. Let's go. Um, How long is multiverse of madness? I'm looking it up. Multiverse of madness. I'm going to go with just over two. I'm going to go with two, two hours, two seconds. So this movie is about 40 minutes longer mm-hmm. than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, hum- humbly, my personal opinion, is the best Phase 4 movie. Yeah. It's not It's uh, not the crowd pleaser of Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. I do think it's the best constructed, concise Yeah, it's movie. All, all the Phase 4 movies. Like, what, what's, what are the Phase 4? Like, when does Phase 4 start? I think it's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is the first one? first one? Or, no, I guess Spider-Man is the first one. Let's see. Yeah. Let's let's double check Uh, that. Yeah, look that up real quick. And it, it like, uh, while while you're looking that up, um, it's like, yeah, the phase four, I think, is just like kind of um, being graded on a curve 
um maybe unfairly yeah. and but i think it should be just because it really is like they got to end game and they were just like hmm, fucking shit what do we do right now and they're like i mean I, and it, this sucks to say out loud but i really do believe that that is like a driving force because i think it kind of has to be is that like getting out of phase three ending with like you know all right so we still got our thor but like iron man's gone captain america's gone black widow's gone you know hawkeye's getting a tv show and stuff like that thor's still here and i really feel like marvel was like but we got chadwick we're good we got this man like like he's gonna be able to nail this home he can become a front runner he can lead the avengers at some point you know, they also got like, you know, Captain Marvel, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp are still there. And people really dig those movies, even when like they're like the sequel was kind of lackluster. But people were still like, we like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Like, this is fun. It's OK. So like they they had like a little bit. But I really feel like their main one was like Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Yeah. Everybody fucking loves it. Anytime he's on screen, people are like fucking losing their minds. I remember the night, uh, the premiere of Infinity War, when T'Challa gets dusted like that was the like you saw Bucky you're was like, when you're what's like, going on and then you see other people it's happening to other people but then when it happens to T'Challa you're like what the fuck and, but also at the same time you're like well I know that they're gonna undo this because they're not just gonna <laughs> get rid of Chadwick Boseman surely as they no. will all come back yeah no worries and um, this is the, the other thing that we were talking about earlier as far as like my mileage when it comes to these Marvel movies is like I read comics like fuck for fucking ever man 10 to 15 issues a week going down to the comic store and dropping 50 bucks and just reading through these things because I wanted to like have all the connectivity and stuff like that and I did that for years and years and years and years so like I'm used to that kind of stuff I like being like ooh, there's a new show let's check it out Ooh, there's this let's check that out Ooh, it's a new movie like I would prefer if they stuck to the three movies a year plan uh, where, you know, you got like your early, like February, March, you got your summer and then you got your November kind of thing, uh, which I feel like is what they're trying to stick to. But I feel like they're messing around with that every now and then now, because you also have like that glut of Disney Plus shows that can become a little tiring. But I do think that they're making the right calls in which of those to keep going, which to just be like, it should just be one season. Like as much as I loved WandaVision, I'm like, good, that's it. Don't need any more. Just Don't leave it just like more. that. And they're like, yeah. yeah, but what about an Agatha spinoff? And I'm like, you guys are losing your fucking minds. You guys are losing Please your fucking stop. minds. So phase four mm. is starting with uh, Black Widow. Oh. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Eternals. Spider-Man mm. No Way Home. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm. Thor, Love and Thunder, mm. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then mm-hmm. there are the TV shows, yes. which are WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, All of them. Loki, What If, mm. Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, I Am Groot, She Hulk, What If, Dot, 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 question mark? What If, Dot, Dot, Dot. And uh, there's also Werewolf by Night. And I think the actual closer, not the movie, is. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is the actual ah. kind of like epilogue to phase four. Okay. All right. So. Uh, I mean, then out of those, I mean, I'm a big Eternals like nut. I don't know. You, like, no, you're not. I am, man. I think about that movie a lot. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. Um, I don't think don't, a lot of these be, movies are good. Um, no. I would probably say Shang-Chi would probably be my favorite out of all of those. Just cause I remember just being wowed by like how much fun two thirds of that movie was. I agree um, with that. I agree with that exact phrasing. 
Yeah. And like Spider-Man is just like, you know, as much as I love it, it's not a movie. Um, it's a, it's it's so hype juice. I remember when we yeah, saw it in the theater, we were there's like, no second act crazy. in that movie. It's all just like nope. first act, third act, and the third act is just fucking two hours long. And but then like you, but I haven't had a desire to watch that. Know, movie that doesn't since make I any sense. It. I don't know what I'm yeah, fucking talking about. Whatever. But, but like, I feel like that movie had for me. I'm like, all right, I saw it, and like in the theater experience, I was like, this is crazy, this is so cool. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a drug. <laughs> It's a drug. Yeah. You're like, when you're on it, you're just like, fuck, man, I feel so fucking good. Oh, man, I could <laughs> do this all sure. night. And then as soon as it's over, you're just like, oh, God, I got to get my shit together. What the fuck was I doing? Why was I doing that? Oh, man. Yeah, three Spider-Man. Oh. Are you serious? <laughs> also, Mike Burge notoriously does not do drugs. So I'm just notoriously. putting that out there. I'm, I'm speaking uh, um, from what I remember about doing drugs. Uh, uh, I, am I, I stand doing by, right now? I'm not doing I this on the Black by, Panther podcast. Anyway, I stand by... Uh, yeah. Multiverse of Madness being my personal favorite, I think. Sure. Yeah, that one's, again, like, that one's got, like, some of the weirder issues that this one also has um, with, uh, you know, the America Chavez character and the Riri Ironheart character kind of being shoehorned in. With Doctor Strange, I think they pull it off a little well, but also at the discredit of that character. Well, at least she's there from the beginning, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, but, like, (laughs) I mean, you know, we've talked about, like, that was supposed to be... um, Peter Parker's friend uh, from all the which one all the Tom Holland movies so what's Peter Parker's friend Ned or it's supposed to be Ned because oh, No really? Way No Way Home was supposed to come you don't know about this no I don't No Way Home was supposed to come out first and Ned is supposed to be like I'm just really good at teleporting and opening portals what does America Chavez's character do in Doctor oh. Strange yeah that's so uh, weird. I don't know if that's like rumors that have just like taken on a life of their own. And I heard it and really grabbed onto it because it just connects so well. And it's yeah. the same thing. Like WandaVision was supposed to come out after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. All that stuff is supposed to be her dealing with what happens at the end of that movie. Oh, as opposed to and they just shift it and you're like well now yeah. it's happening after and they just like I, mean, I think it works, it works yeah. in that example at least yeah because it's like well why did wanda go to this place and do this outside of the very brief explanation that they give us in the show where she was sat you know it's like if it's this kind of thing where it's like i lost my fucking mind and almost destroyed the entire existence of reality um i should not do that anymore but I'm fucked up, so I'm going to do it even worse and just do it like in this one town and control Small these scale. people's minds. Small scale. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, uh, but again, like that movie yeah. has the main issue with that movie that I could never really get over as much as I did enjoy it and liked its spontaneity and the Sam Raimi of it all. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was always uh, unprofessionally behind the scenes perturbed of the Scott Derrickson and Cargill uh, release, yeah, like letting them go because they wanted to make it scary. Disney didn't want to do that. And so then they fucking hire Sam Raimi and he makes it the scariest. I yeah. guess maybe there was a line that they didn't want to cross. Um, but more importantly, the character of Doctor Strange in that movie, like there's no lead, there's no main character in that movie. Like maybe it's Scarlet Witch, but it's kind of not. But Doctor Strange in that movie is kind of just like going from scene to scene, asking questions and not really making decisions <laughs> up until maybe the very end. And yeah, it's odd. Like it's an odd thing to put Doctor Strange, who's supposed to be this very like we got to get away from this fuck up Doctor Strange like he's not Tony Stark. Tony Stark is always going to be a fuck up like that's his whole fucking character, but he's good natured and he's smart. He's got a lot of money and he can figure shit out and save the day. Doctor Strange needs to maybe not have the type of depth that they're, they're trying to give his character 
And I thought that they had shook that with Infinity War because Infinity War, he's still got that snark and stuff, but he's like capable. He's just like, I run this shit. I know so much more than all of you people. And then yeah. you get back into this one. He's just like, I wish that girl still liked me, man. Which, you know, is, I get is like an easy thing to put in there and it's relatable. But I feel like in that movie, he's just kind of bop, 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 bop. That would probably be my number two, though, behind Shang-Chi, just because I love all of the first second act of Shang-Chi. Like that, that shit's great. The, the first two thirds of that movie yeah. is great. And the third act's not bad. Like it's not bad. Really crazy, it's just like, like anime regular, fight, basically. Yeah, it's regular Marvel great. problems, but it's got like yeah. a little bit more pep in there. Yeah, I think I think that's, you know, uh, difference in slightly in taste on that one. But I, I agree with that assessment. Um, Eternals is two hours and 36 minutes. So like, you know, the, okay, to, so to Eternals... work our way back, to work our way back. <laughs> okay. Uh, we were talking about like the length of these movies and like, you know, you really feel in Wakanda forever. I also think you feel in Eternals, which is two hours. It's a long movie. Minutes. Not good. Uh, but yeah, to kind of tie it all back. Yeah. Black Panther. It just, I, okay. So I feel like everything that has to do <laughs> with, uh, Everett Ross, let's just get this out of the way. Everything to do with Everett Ross and, um, uh, uh, what's her fucking name? Who's in Seinfeld? Um, oh, she has, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yes, and then her character yeah. name also has so many names. Something, yes. something Fontaine. Um, yeah, she's Fontaine. I think yeah. I feel like uh, every time she is in a movie, and I love that actress, right? But every mm-hmm. time that character is in one of these Marvel movies, I'm like, I can't wait to see the worst scene in this entire thing. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see just what I think is the lame, duckiest scene in the entire movie just happen before my eyes. And uh, it happens here. Yeah. And it's lame. Can I give you my take on the Everett Ross being in this movie? Please. Okay, so um, now we can talk spoilers. So the main crux of this movie is that a device has been created that can locate vibranium. So it can be used to find vibranium outside of Wakanda so the rest of the world can get it. This, uh, you know, comes to the attention of Namor and his people. And um, they're like, absolutely fucking not. And Namor in the uh, Namor in the comics is a absolute fucking piece of shit, which I think the he's great. He's awesome. But he is a very selfish. um, He only cares about Atlantis. Yeah. And it's like I I I heard somebody on um, either an interview or a podcast uh, speaking about it, and they kind of broke it down into like, I think, the easiest terms to explain, which is. Namor in the comics will always defend Atlantis no matter what. If that means also defending the rest of the Earth because it's a global threat, he will do that as well. If defending Atlantis means destroying the rest of Earth, he will. And it's like he can be this kind of like he's a very good like anti-hero in that way where he is insane and super powerful He's one of the oldest Marvel characters, like in the comics, like he's like one of the first like three or five or whatever. And he's just been around forever. Many iterations, many like upgrades and stuff like that. But that is like at the crux. That is like he is a very self-serving Atlantis serving individual. And that's what he's going to do. And in this movie, I think that they handle that well in the sense where he's just like, listen, this scientist that built this thing is the only person that knows how to do it. We need to kill her. Um, I don't want to expose ourselves any more than we have to, and we can work together on this because he's trying to form an alliance with a weakened Wakanda kingdom. So, so he thinks. Yeah. 
And that's the Riri character that is Ironheart. And I think that all of that needs to be pushed away. Um, she can be in maybe one scene, perhaps, where she's like, I deleted the files and I don't remember how to do it like or anything like that. But I think the main thing that needs to happen is the Riri character needs to go be introduced somewhere else. I'm very sorry. Get her in there some other way. Just give her the show. Who cares? Yeah. It makes no it makes no sense for her to be in this goddamn movie. Uh, I think. And um, it should have been Everett Ross somehow uh, gets a hold of the one hard drive that has the schematics and he looks at it and destroys it. And then they're like, well, now you're the only person that knows, knows it like that knows like what the like the secret is or anything like that. And they're trying to get him, whether it's a physical thing that's on him or just him. And then you just move that character in there where Atlantis is trying to get this guy who's in the CIA um, or rather Namor is trying to get this guy that's in the CIA. And Wakanda is trying to protect him because he is, you know, for lack of a better term, an ally from the last film. You know, because I feel like this movie is very much also about like the allyship between yeah. a member of the CIA and um, these cultures of people of color. And this mm-hmm. like, like, you know, Martin Freeman, one of the whitest ducks to ever quack. And he is <laughs> he's just like, I am not turning on these guys. I could lose my job. I could lose every relationship I have and I could get killed for it, but I'm not doing it. Sure, he saved my life. Those people saved my life they save the planet. Like I'm not doing that. They're my friends, you know? And I kind of love that. Um, like Shuri's character kind of like approaches him to just like, you know, or I think it's Okoye says like my favorite colonizer kind of like, they're still like picking yeah. at him a little bit. And he's like, Oh yeah, I get it. But I feel like that would have just like tightened it up a bit because then you can get rid of all of that bananas college shit, uh, which makes no sense. Well, they're um, trying to like ape emotionally. They're trying to ape the whole, like, it reminds you of when Tony Stark picked up Peter in Civil yeah. War because mm-hmm. you have a character that is like Tony Stark because it's Ironheart and it's at MIT and you have a character that's like, you know, it's going to find uh, going to the school, trying to find Peter Parker, who's young. So it's like stitching together all of these like nostalgic things that we're kind of familiar with already. And I think it's just like it might just Mike just saw my cat. I uh, did. And I perked up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I swear. I'll, I'll keep an eye. I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. So she'll so be around. It's amazing uh, audio content. <laughs> There's a cat here. Um, so yeah, they're stitching together all these things, and it's like, well, it feels familiar, but none of it's as good. I think the and like you know, not to discount like, I think the idea of Ironheart is cool. I think the I think the yeah. woman playing uh, Riri Williams, Dominic Thorne, is like I think she's great. Only she been has, in like, two some, great movies: yeah, Judas and the Black has, Messiah, <laughs> and um, If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh, see, there you go. Hello. And, like, you know, she she has uh, good, you know, she has good lines when she has them. And, like, you know, she has chemistry with, uh, I, I think, pairing her up with Lakita Wright and, like, them being, like, the science nerds is cool. You don't ever get to see them do actual science stuff. You just see them be like, hey, we're in the lab together. So it's she like, does right, not kind of lame. fit in this movie, I think. Like, I, I think also her, think. Uh, I like her, her attitude and I like her character, but I really yeah. don't think it fits. No, it's just additive. Like, why is she? Why is she with? How much more powerful would it have been? <laughs> sorry, how much more impactful and powerful would it have been if Lakita Wright was in Takulan by herself, and she's doing yes. this on her own? And it's like it'd be more dangerous. It would feel the stakes would be higher. 
it would be more interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, they use Riri and the scientist thing as, like, it's it's a good on-paper catalyst to, like, jumpstart the movie. It's like, why would these nations need to form an alliance or butt heads? But, yeah, it doesn't make sense to make this kid. And I don't know. It, it could be anyone. But the thing is, I think it's, like, if you made someone who's, like, just like a whatever person will kind of be like, all right, we'll call it. Cause we'll kind of would like, for sure. I feel like be like, yeah, we Everett Ross. Whatever. Like it's just like, yeah. it's fucking right there. Just do that. It's weird. Know, and then it just makes, and then by having Riri and not having Everett Ross be that character, then you just have more scenes with Everett Ross that feel even weirder and kind of out of left field. And then you have all, all the stuff that happens with like America and like, you know, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus character. It's like, well, none of that impacts the actual plot of the movie. When does the American right. government have anything to do but with it's, the movie? Ever? It's like if Everett Ross was the character that they were after, then you can have that. Too. Then, like that's what it makes sense. And it's, if you get rid of the Ironheart character, who again, like I like the performance, I like that actor, I like that character. Fine, I'm not too familiar. Like she's very, a very new character, even in the comics. Yeah. Um, it's it's just like you cut that you th- that's that's like 15 minutes of your movie easy 15 minutes boom you brought it down because yeah. now you can just transfer that everett stuff like they they literally go to everett ross first to find out about her just yeah. go to him and he's like i'll look into it he finds it he destroys it but now he's the only one yeah. that has it like tracked or something like that and i don't know like i'm I'm not a fucking writer for these things they're not paying me for this i'm not coming up with your solutions for you guys pay me <laughs> send me ten thousand dollars and i'll tell you exactly how you should have done it i'll spend fucking 10 minutes on it and it'll be great because i'm a better <laughs> i'm better at making good, movies than ryan coogler <laughs> yeah right yeah well you know i think the the ryan coogler stuff in this movie is the best parts of it and then like you know oh. the, the studio meddling just kind of feels like Louder than ever, which is just strange because I'm just like, yo, you guys should just trust your boy, you know, like with Ryan Coogler especially. But it, I guess, I don't know, man. I maybe it was a thing where it's like he was just they were like, do whatever you want, man. These are like weird circumstances. Chadwick Bozeman passing away, COVID, Letitia Wright kind of being weird, and then we're also going to write in the subplot that is about her trying to make this medical breakthrough that can save people's lives um, that they have to ingest. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you got a lot on your plate. Let's let's try and figure something out. So enjoy that. Just make sure uh, that Ironheart's in there so that we got that show up and running. And he's like, all right, I guess so. I um, so you know not to jump ahead but just like while we're kind of on like the the moments that i thought were maybe a little neg- i have negative feelings on mm. i don't like the iron heart costume mm-hmm. at all mm. and i also really don't like the midnight angels costumes Mm-mm. at all and mm-hmm. i think that this final showdown just looks like Power Rangers at its worst. I think I actually kind of like the other Power Rangers movie that came out fairly recently <laughs> more than what I saw. The, yeah, it uh, looks- what is it? Midnight Angels. The Midnight Angels costumes look like the bad guys from the first Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. fully rendered that, that way, yeah. like yeah. on like the PS3 or whatever Dude, it was. It's awful. And I'm also like, I'm so sick and tired. This is Robbie's like costume corner. Here we go. I and know I'm exactly so, what you're going to say. I'm so sick and tired of the helmets that just flip off. Whenever you need them to show the actor's face, show yeah. the actor's face. Yeah. When they're just like doing a one liner. So it just totally breaks the illusion that they're even wearing a costume, that mm-hmm. they're not just wearing like a green screen suit. It's one of the biggest things 
that I love about Endgame and why I think Endgame is such a masterpiece is that they allow Tony and Steve to have their fucking helmets on the whole time. The whole fight. Right until the very end where it's like the fight's over. Take the helmet off. You know, and it's or like, you know, the big like final like Thanos thing, like, well, you need the emotionality from Robert Daddy Jr. for that scene. But like Evans has got that Chris Evans has got that helmet on the whole fucking time. And you're just like, yeah, you don't. And like they always like find ways to take get, the helmet off mouth, or something. Though, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's you fine. know, yeah. so like it's it's a little I think what you're saying, though. It's crazy yeah. that it's like they developed this technology like five years ago for like Iron Man 3. Or I guess Infinity War would be like when they did it, like that would be That's more like five the years. Nano suit, like, the nano suit yeah. stuff, and it's just like, it, why does it still look like trash? It looks like it because you're treating your trash. fucking VFX artist like absolute garbage. I don't know. Yeah, where it's like I don't know, just make an actual like suit. And, and so then, with that being said, I do think that the new Black Panther outfit for uh, Shuri looks really cool. Yeah, I think that I think that fit is fresh. I think it looks great. It's cool. It's and neat seeing her as that. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. And, she, and she's like she jumping around, well. and it's like it's like yep, 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 yep. Like and yeah. she's just like moving I wish around. She had, doing I wish she had a little Kubler bit. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I wish she had a little bit more of that stuff to do. Her one sequence where she's like crawling along that thing is cool. really cool. I mean, her fight with Namor, like again, like skipping weight to the end, like it's her it's fight cool. with Namor. That's like hand to hand is um, awesome. Yeah, it's very visceral. You can feel it when she like digs the claws in like on his back and it like gets in there because he's when such, he rips like, his little when he rips his little wing off. Oh, boy, that was boy. fucked up. It's fucked up. Man. I like that. I like that fight scene, too. I wish all the fight scenes were more like the best fight scene in the movie, which is the bridge fight with. OK, it's uh, very cool. Yeah. And uh, that guy, which also. So can you let me do you have the answer to this? Hmm. So all of the uh, Takalans on the bridge they get stabbed and fucked up and they get back up almost zombie style yeah but then later in the movie some of them get shot and they die Mm -hmm. so what's up with that how come some can get up from their wounds and some can't i don't know uh did you think about that i'm not too familiar like i don't think this really has anything based in comics except for the sense that like atlanteans in the comics are like a little tougher yeah um I think it's like from like the pressure and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, when they're up there, they're like they can move faster and they're stronger and they're just like a little bit more resilient. I hear about like the water heals them or something. I think it might be. Yes, there's that probably as well. I think it might be more um, not paying too close attention to what the devastation factor needs to be on the bridge scene versus the end scene where you got to start taking some of these guys out and maybe, you know, like, uh, punches and stabs maybe aren't as intense as, um, uh, bullets, (laughs) which are just like being like shot right through you kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's my question on that. But yeah, I think some of the fight scenes are cool. I think some of them, you know, are a little too, uh, choppy at times, but yeah, I like that final fight. I think it's cool. Uh, I have some some issues with it, but I think overall it's cool. And I think that that bridge fight scene is sick. I think it was like really cool. Um, yeah, I do like the car accident that happens right before it, which kind of mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere because you kind of think that they got away. And then it's just yeah. like, and they, yeah, and they cool. actually get you where you're not, you know, sometimes you get those scenes you're like, well, someone's going to get fucked up. But I actually like, oh, yeah, no, that works. Um, yeah, and we talked about performances in, in spoiler free. Um, so I don't know if there's too well, much more to touch on. We talk about that. one. Which one? Hit me. Shuri takes the plant and goes to the ancestral plane. Ah, 
to ask her question. Surprise from, from someone. And there he is, fucking Michael just D. Jordan chilling on the throne. I love that he's chilling on the throne. I think that I know sequence, that's some basic shit, but I think that scene nah, is some very basic so shit. Good. But it's great. Yeah. It's great. I think, no, it's, I think it's basic in the sense of like, well, yeah, put Michael B. Jordan back in that wig, back in those clothes, <laughs> have him just like chilling on the throne like a classic comic book villain sitting on someone's throne, like on the cover of a comic book. And just being like, <laughs> well, looky what we got here. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. He slips right back into it. I think he toes the line between who Killmonger was as a character back then, back in the first one. The, the projection of him would be. What he might have learned in the brief moments right before his death. If anything, I think he did take some accountability away from that and what he was doing. Never changed his ideas or his um, credence, but maybe understood it a little bit more. Um, But it is also kind of a projection of Shori's kind of like place. You know, she goes in the first movie, T'Challa, when he takes the when he takes the flower and he goes to the ancestral plane, like he needs to understand why, um, why his father would kill his own brother and orphan this child. If Wakanda is supposed to be like this great people. And in that he learns like the humility of this thing and the hard choices that need to be made as a King. And, you know, you've got that line where it's like, you know, sometimes a good, like a good man cannot be a good King because, there's things you have to do. Yeah. And that's why he sees his dad. hands dirty kind of yeah. in that way. And, yeah. and um, Shuri is going in there like, I want to get revenge on this guy that killed my mom. Yeah. And I'm already grieving from the loss of my brother, which I can't lash out at anybody for that because it, he was just taken from us, which again is like the grief that we all feel because there's, like, there's really nothing to lash out at about Chadwick Boseman's death. Like it was just an absolute tragedy. And so she's going into the ancestral plane just being like, I want to fuck this guy up. I want revenge. I want to write things. Yeah. Of course it's going to be Killmonger. He's just like, yeah, that's my whole thing, dude. Well, also Killmonger, and I, and I picked up on this because I, I watched like the new Rockstars like, video on it, but like Killmonger is in mm. many ways, you know, he's he's tangentially responsible for T'Challa's death in the context of Black Panther because he burned all the herb. And she was trying yeah. to synthesize the herb to give him, to heal him enough to to fix his illness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's why she's like, this is your fault. Like, you know, and it's kind of like the domino effect of like, you know, they killed Killmonger, but kind of his, uh, his stain on Wakanda kind of like kicked all this off anyway. You know, he kind of got his last yeah. laugh in some ways. But I mean, yeah, that's, good. Really that's like- good legacy writing right there. That's <clears throat> yeah. like- it's smart stuff. Yeah, it's and, uh, I- it's and then and, yes. you know, so therefore, you know. That yes. kind of stuff, yeah. And I think that, uh, yeah, I like that scene. And I think it, like, you know, I like, I think we just get too late what Shuri's conflict is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, Shuri's conflict for the rest of the movie, like, from the middle of the movie should have been, like, I am so fucking thirsty for revenge. Mm-hmm. And I want to use the power of, like, my royalty, not for nobility, but for revenge. And, you know, you have great lines where, like, Mbaku's trying to be like, hey, I don't think we should kill these people's gods because that's just going to be, that's a forever war. If we kill these people's, like, literal god, it's never going to stop. So let's not do that. I really like that scene. And it's just, like, this stuff, like, happens, like, really kind of towards the end of the movie where I'm like, I think this is this is the conflict. Like, this is yes. the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is cool, you know? I mean, not I all think this that other that's shit, what you know? it was originally intended to be. 
Yeah. I mean, I would imagine like if Chadwick Boseman, if T'Challa was still there and, you know, um, uh, Namor shows up, kills their mom. Yeah. Now he's got to deal with this while Letitia Wright, while Shuri's character is like arguing with herself and trying to replicate the flower for some reason. And then she takes it and then we have a bad Black Panther, quote unquote, bad Black Panther and a good Black Panther. And T'Challa has to fight um, Shuri and Namor at the same time on that mm. beach. Like, I truly do believe that that is kind of that where cool. things were supposed to kind of go. I could, I'm shooting way out of left field here. I have no idea. But I, I get that sense of like that kind of internal family struggle. Do you deal with grief with grace and honor or do you lash out? Uh, yeah. and, 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 and seek revenge and, and in, in a certain way in Shuri's case in this kind of like validation that, that she can be the ruler of Wakanda by avenging the death of her predecessor, of her mother, of the queen of yeah. Wakanda. And I feel like there's a lot of that there and that she's scared. And I feel that in there too, because it makes sense that, you know, in this sense, in this version of the script, Namor would have captured shuri told her everything and then shuri tells t'challa and he's just like well i mean but he's a bad guy he wasn't there to hear it and shuri was and shuri knows like he's not going to stop you think that you can talk to this guy he's not he kidnapped me riri wasn't there because she's not in this movie and (laughs) told me all this stuff which makes sense because when she's captured she literally does nothing she is left in a room and that's it and so it comes weird. back and they're like what's up and they're like they're letting us go and they're like okay and that's it <laughs> so it's like alright uh, um, yeah also shout out to Lupita Nyong'o who's great in all these movies but her scene where she's scooping mm, her yeah. is fucking cool it's fucking cool yeah, yeah we, I, I didn't want to mention Lupita Nyong'o too much and I know that everybody knows that she's in the movie from the trailers and the yeah. posters and stuff like that. But what she's doing in the movie is very particular. And I thought would be maybe a little spoilerish because it's like, Oh, he captures her. Like that's why she's kind sure. of brought in. Yeah. And then also that's going to lead us to talking about the, um, ultimate thing. the ultimate thing. Were you surprised that um, Ramonda got killed, that the queen was killed? No. Um, I didn't not see, like, I didn't see not like in a backslap way. Like, it's just kind of like, that just seems like <laughs> a, a necessary kind of, um, to make the threat of no more real and to make it personal. Yeah. Which is what you want to do in a movie like this, which is dealing with the grief aspect of a character who died off screen, who actually died in real life. And that's kind of a bummer. Like you kind of have to switch and gauge over, like, you know, some people had theorized that, Namor was going to attack Wakanda at the very beginning of the movie and that in flooding Wakanda, that's how T'Challa died. Like T'Challa would die in this Uh, Namor attack, saving people. And then that would kind of create this issue. Um, But again, like, I feel like that's something that you really don't want to do. Like you don't want to do like someone else in the suits or like a CGI suit. And like, you see all this stuff. The way the, the, what they chose is is the, is the way to do it, yeah. yeah. And, and it makes it a little bit more, like, uh, better for uh, Shuri's arc in the movie because, like, she's grieving, but she's got nothing to lash out at. And she's got all this yeah. pent-up rage for the past year of, like, what do you do? 
who's to blame? It was just a random disease that just came and took this person away from you, which is what fucking happened. And then again, like going back, like the queen dying, her mother dying and being killed by Namor's attack. You need that. Like, cause now she's like, now I will angle all this rage that I've had about the passing of my brother onto this symbol of a guy for killing my mother as well. And just like going for it and makes her motivations for like, really just wanting to like kick his fucking ass and kill him and going against like M'Baku's like recommendation and stuff, which M'Baku is like correct. In what he's, he's saying right. he's like, he's right. No, no, no. Yeah. Hold on a second. If you yeah. do that, like we're fucked. He's like, I, I know I'm usually the brash one here, but here's the, here's the tea. <laughs> Nibbling on that <laughs> carrot like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. It's like, nah, I don't know, doc. Um, yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, M'Baku is, will be unchallenged to become king while Shuri does Black Panther stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, is there any other positive, negative, other moments in the movie you want to bring up before we kind of start talking about the <laughs> the elephant in the room? <laughs> yeah, Um I know we bounced around. My we fault, bounced around. Uh, we got the Ironheart in there, the bridge scene. Um, I mean, I guess we do probably want to talk about that third act fight a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, we were kind of making fun of it before in the spoilers. Yeah, well, guess, uh, I don't really... What? what? I say, well, guess what? It's not that good. It's not good. Yeah, what are you going to say? It, tactically. Yeah, please. Right? Just, go, like, bring, just go, let's go through the steps. Come if on. you're just like tactically. Burge. <laughs> tactically. Yeah. Your enemy. What's their thing? Water. Water. They live Flex. in water. They live in water. And we're going to trap them. We're going to trick them into heading towards a location that they don't know that we're at. And we're going to like. Spaghetti. We're gonna get them. Gonna like, oh my god, we're getting spaghetti. <laughs> um, where is the one place that you would probably just like mark off the chart? Like, well, let's not do it there. Water, water, right? Like, I guess like they're in the water at first, so like, well, we got to go to where they're at. But like, when we fight them, like, wouldn't it make sense to maybe I don't know, get them up on land or something like that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it kind of didn't make any better. sense to me. Maybe I'm not considering. Maybe Shuri was being a little, um, you know, uh, she was not maybe being level headed. And well, let me let me like, try let me try and be nice. Let me see if I can nice this out. Let me see if I massage this out. No, oh, 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 you, you, not, no, not, yeah, no, not no, sure. no, oh, yeah. no, no. I was like, I don't think she's trying to do that. Yeah, no, that let point, me, yeah. let me try and like, okay, you know, be devil's advocate or at least the nice guy, even though I agree with you. Uh, Wakanda gets attacked, and they're like, we don't want these fucking guys anywhere near Wakanda. We evacuate everybody to the mountains, which is cool, but we do not want them anywhere near Wakanda. So we need to maybe take the fight off our turf and to them, mm-hmm. and the whole idea is that they're trying to like catch fish in the net, right? They have the Sonic thing that gets destroyed, even though it's like largely inconsequential. Cause it didn't seem like it did much for them mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, which I thought was all very weird. I'm like, why do they? So I was like, okay, cool. The Sonic thing stops the guys from climbing onto it. They start climbing it. I'm like, all right, cool. So it didn't work. And then you have that one chick who stabs it. And I'm like, okay. And then she throws the bombs on them. I'm like, oh fuck, this whole thing's going to blow up. And it doesn't. And I was like, all right, cool. So I don't, I don't get what that was doing. And then they're all climbing it, and then they're fighting on the thing, and uh, it looks bad. 
and but it's Doesn't all just like this, it's all this distraction to catch Namor and put him in the microwave, which I think is kind of cool. And then you get him to the desert fight, which I think is cool. So like you know the, the the that fight happening and that stuff happening, I think is like pretty cool. I do think her Wakandering forever to fire blast him was like ultimately lame, but like I get it. That's maybe just me, but I feel <coughs> excuse me. I feel like that's not my place. Fair, yeah, fair enough. Uh, to comment on whether or not um, that was treated with the level of grace that I believe the Wakanda Forever salutes is uh, gets, but like also, I don't know, maybe it not that big of a deal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that the thing is not that big of a deal, but I guess not. I mean, I guess the whole movie's not that big of a deal, which is kind of the problem. Yeah, I guess so. I just didn't like for a movie that was this movie. And it's kind of just been my, like, thing with Marvel movies in general, man. It's just, like, or late, lately, post-endgame. Mm. It's just, like, you know, I just, like, don't, I just kind of, like, just feel numb to them. Which, like, they used to excite, I used to get so fucking excited to see it. I was really excited to see Spider-Man. I was just, like, man, I'm so hyped. I can't wait to see it. But, yeah, I just, I used to be excited to see what these characters are going to do and, like, you know, hang out with these people. And I just, like, I'm not... I mean, you're getting older, man. Yeah, I'm getting older, too. It's time to put like... away childish toys. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> gotta pick up the real... Gotta watch the Fablemans. Gotta watch a real grown-up movie. A real grown-up... Tar. <laughs> tar. <laughs> watch Tar, another three-hour tar- movie. Like a grown-up to a star. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I just think... Uh, yeah, this movie just, like, is, is kind of, like... <clears throat> it's emotionally all over the place because it deals with, like, giant meta-contextual emotional depths mm-hmm. so and like i do think like you know i think it's cool that a marvel movie can like have this like massive budgeted eulogy for an actor who we beloved like that's something that only marvel can do and that is really cool you know um and i'm glad that that stuff is handled with care and works but yeah i don't know i just i mean think, it really like, does yeah i mean yeah. that seems like a good segue to talk about the ending and stuff. It didn't, it didn't work so well. Well, well, no, no, no. I, I will say this. I just thought about like, it is, will Black, the legacy of Black Panther Wakanda forever, will it be that one time that a movie that should be allowed to movie as much as it can, maybe movie too much? So I was talking to like, Claire and I went on a hike today and we're talking about the movie. Who? Uh, Claire, my girlfriend, who I live with, uh, we're I, here in this I know that. together. People listening okay. might not. Yeah. Claire, my girlfriend. Um, mm. and Good for you. thank you. She's great. I love her. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, and she's the best. So, and you agree? I mean, do you want to keep talking about this? No, no, or, no, no. Uh, I mean, I can't. I was I mean, just like, doing just, a bit. <laughs> trust me, I can. Um, so we're like, we're like walking around today, and I was, and we're just like, you know, it's kind of like Marvel movies are starting to become a buffet where it's just like, holy fuck. I can get sushi and french fries and onion rings, but wow. none of the foods, but it's not that good. Like the sushi is not the best wow. sushi you ever had. The fries are not even really that good, but it is the buffet. You can get it all. You can get it all. You can get it all. It's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. But and, none and of it. you can have it all. My empire of sushi and fries. <laughs> My empire of sushi. But like, you know, your tummy's going to hurt afterwards. And it's just not mm-hmm. really, it's not quality anymore, you know? And I just think that's just kind mm-hmm. of what it's becoming, especially with these like really long ones where it's just like, if you're a Marvel fan, we're giving you Ironheart. 
we're giving you another Black Panther. You're getting all this crazy. No more. It's all crazy. We're setting up five other movies. It's crazy. Don't you love this stuff? And it's like, I do, I think. But like, also, like, I don't know. We, we were watching. I was playing Marvel Snap on my phone. I really like that card game. And we were watching X-Men on Disney+. Plus. So it's just kind of like, as much as like this movie was disappointing to me, I'm still like so engrossed in like the intellectual property stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I guess it's like not that fucking big of a deal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or just maybe it's like, you know, late stage capitalism is just becoming so ubiquitous that I'm already no. all consumed. You're becoming an adult. It's time to leave behind it's, childish toys. Time to- put, them, put them away in the box. Put them in the box. Uh, <laughs> put it in the box. The ending. I think that yeah, hit me. You were you 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 got some in the, the most, chamber. I want one of it. the absolute most powerful moments in any movie that I have seen this year, and I've seen some good fucking movies this year that were Mike Burge territory. Yeah, a lot of good daddy issue shit going on in a bunch mm-hmm. of movies, and I'm just like num 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 num. That's me and my buffet. That's a sushi and French fries. I don't care how bad it tastes. Give me the daddy issues. <laughs> Give me um, that. The, the the ending scene um, with. Ooh. Yeah, come on. I'm like choking up thinking about it. Uh, Letitia Wright going to the beach. Mm-hmm. And burning, fuck, uh, and burning the gown that was presented in like the first part of the movie is so sweet. Yeah. And so powerful i'm fucking holy shit wow yeah it's like it's just like it's fucking movie making man it's just like that's that kugler shit that's just like that what made like creed and fruitvale station like so fucking powerful is like he understands characters and arcs and it's just like this simple thing of doing that and just putting it down and and letting huh letting her brother go yeah and we see all these moments of him uh, from the past movies and like I, honestly like I can't think of many other things better in the world than Chaswick, Chadwick Boseman smiling um, is just fucking infectious like it's yeah. just what a guy he was born to play this part to play that character and he was just such a nice 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 guy uh, and you see all of these images and she's struggling with it and she's trying to let it go and as she's letting him go Ryan Coogler, who is a great friend of Chadwick Boseman, is asking us to do the same. Yeah. He's like, you have to let him go. And I, like that's what this movie was to me. And I felt like Coogler was exclaiming, like at that point, he's like, that's what this movie ultimately is. We we, you know, we we got the Submariner in there, Ironheart, all this stuff. We did the big movie that you wanted for the Black Panther movie, but ultimately we're coming right back down to the beginning is that our friend was taken from us, someone that we absolutely loved and cherished and was so important, but we have to let him go to a certain extent. Otherwise, we're never going to be able to move on. And that's presented through Shuri's character, and she gets that last little tear. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. Letting go, moving on, moving forward, but always remembering her, the good things. Her relationship it's with science everything. and uh, yes. faith 
all comes together. It makes sense for the reality of the movie, the reality outside of the movie, for Kugler as an artist, for Shuri as a character, for Letitia Wright as a character, taking on this mantle and this responsibility moving forward. It's absolutely amazing and breathtaking, and it shook me. Like, while it was happening, I, like, after a, like, three-hour movie, I was, like, exhausted. And it was, like, I saw this super late. Like, this movie ended at, like, 1 a.m. for, like, when I watched it. And I was just, like, it, I was just in a very sensitive state where I just let it all in. And it was amazing. A great end to the movie. And then. And then. <laughs> and then. One last reveal. I I just talked for a lot. Explain, please, what happens in this. Well, you know, there's a scene earlier in the movie when they first are talking about burning the ceremonial gowns. uh, (sighs) Ramonda and Shuri. And Ramonda has the great... It's like the Finn Force Awakens. Ray, there's something I need to tell you. She does a... There's something T'Challa never told you. And it's that he was Force sensitive. Uh... So we get the credits. It's this nice, it's this close-up zoom in on the burning of the ceremonial gown. It is very touching. Um, it's it's slow. It's quieter. It's beautiful. This like macro photography of it. And then Lupita Nyong'o comes out with a with a small boy, and she is just like, "This is my son. <laughs> this is my son." And we all are here. And the and the and the kid's so fucking jazzed. He's just like, my name's T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. The kid is sucked. Yeah. The kid is pretty happy with what's going He's on. Pretty jazzed about all this. And uh, in the audience, weird, you know, oh. they're like, all right, open up your mouth. Here comes the choo choo, and they want me to eat that. They want me to eat the choo choo. Uh. I have heard that some people like this is just emotionally devastating to them in the way this, that the this, first, this is, this is the Kevin, first part Kevin was Smith for me. Posted his crying vi- video to this, and he never does that. He, he never does. That. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's really important. So you know it's super big deal. If yeah. anything, Kevin Smith. If there's one thing that Kevin Smith isn't, <laughs> it's performative, and that's on God ever. He has ever. never, ever, ever done anything just for the yucks. Mm-mm. Ever. No. Um, I love Kevin Smith. I hope he's doing really good. Um, well, he really liked this movie, so. <laughs> really like the end of it. Um, I do like Clerks 3. Shout out to Clerks 3. That movie's great. Do you think he was crying because it was finally over? <laughs> finally, I can, I can go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. I can get out of here. I can leave and go home and smoke weed. Just let me out. <laughs> um... No, uh, I, anybody who likes this, I totally 100% get it, even though you don't need my affirmation on that kind of shit. I'm saying that like, if you, if this like really worked for you or kind of worked for you, I totally understand it. Uh, because like what is happening there is kind of sweet and beautiful in a way, in my opinion, completely fucking undercuts everything that just fucking happened. Yeah. Like everything that you just did in that last, like three or four minutes of that movie with Letitia Wright fucking owning it on that beach, playing off of stock footage of Chadwick Boseman from other movies, fucking derailed my soul for two yeah. minutes. And then you cut to black and you're like, and here we go. The future is coming. What shall we do next? And it's just like, 
he knocked her up. What can I say? And uh, <laughs> got a, we got a little boy here. Like there's like there's other movies do this, and I'm trying to think of what the well, funniest also like one. they have to they have to ik- ik- do gymnastics to explain like. So how so so how to fuck? Oh, because it happen? makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's like and it's like did did, did it makes Angela no Bassett fucking know? Sense? They're, like, they're like yeah yeah she knew. Why didn't seem like the right time? It it, like, it wasn't the right time. Why it wasn't the right time to reveal Which, to the world? Why would it wasn't she? Wasn't the right time. Not fucking tell Letitia write that immediately. Why keep it like stupid? that is just? What are you even talking about? That like there are two people in this world that you would tell that to mama, which apparently she did. Why would you not tell that to her? Why would T'Challa co-sign the idea of not having his son? What the Wakanda? fuck? Are, oh, I can't Did believe it. If there's ever like a character who's like a man of like nobility and tradition, it's T'Challa. It's T'Challa. I, like, okay. Let's not like, not, you know, like that's, yeah. that's like what that character is. I know? feel like I'm getting in so much trouble right now. <laughs> Because I'm just like, you spent the whole movie really honoring and respecting not only Chadwick Boseman's existence and tragic death, but his performance as this character and what that character means to these people and in this world without a single hiccup. And then you already crossed the finish line. You won. You did it. And then like you stand there at the finish line and like look up at everybody and just go... So, uh, I just wanted to say something real quick, guys. Um... (laughs) I know that you guys are really happy about what just happened, and uh, so am I. <laughs> but um, guess what? I got this other race coming up, uh, but I'm not going to run it. That's right. The person that you were just rooting for, I'm not going to run that race. Nah, we got this fucking kid. <laughs> He's got the same name as the other. Like, I just think it falls so flat. And I felt, maybe I I didn't felt connect. very little. I felt very little. During it, it's, it, I think it just fell so flat. Um, there is obviously a beauty to it and it like that, that, that T'Challa's legacy will not die with Chadwick Boseman. I think that that's a little bit of a strong thing to end on. Um, well, it should live on with Shuri. It already is. (laughs) Like they just spent a whole movie doing that. And I just, I honestly, when it was happening, I was like, do you want to hear the one thing? Like, this is the thing that's going to fucking get my ass canceled capital c canceled are you ready i guess here we go i don't fucking think that that's nikoya nikia uh and the sun i think that those are scrolls that's okay i know right that's insane i actually don't believe that but i thought about it when i was so (laughs) mad about it and i was like wouldn't that be a wild thing to say it's like oh they're trying to infiltrate wakanda and this is the only way that they can this is the only way only way that they can infiltrate wakanda is like here he is the young boy don't you don't you boy don't you love him He has the same name. His Haitian name is this, but his real name is looks over both shoulders slowly for 30 seconds. I just like, I also just can't envision a future Black Panther movie where this is even relevant. Like, you know, you get the end. uh, Spoilers for Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Chris Hemsworth's Hemsworth's Thor having a daughter. I could see. I can see them having really fun dad adventure together in a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, she's Father, love. Daughter, she's like the manifestation of love, who is a character in the comics. They have yeah. created her now. And I'm like, I'm like, this is cool. I vibe with that. 
this this kid, I'm like, I don't know, like, is he gonna actually be in the in the Look, future movie? Like, fucking really? First off, first off, this kid is super fucking cute. He's very uh, cute. He's very he cute. kicks ass. I don't know if I can pull up um his name. I don't know if he's gonna be in the IMDb. Uh, um, he wouldn't be in the IMDb, but you could probably look it up separate. Right? Uh, maybe maybe like if I just go all the way to the end here and just kind of oh oh yeah here we go. Yep, uh, whoa. Divine Love Kanadu's son. That's, damn, really? Yeah, pretty cool. Um, That's a great name. Uh, He's great. He's very sweet. There is a little bit of kind of like uh, like Chadwick Boseman's smile, that smile I was talking about. There's something like that in there, that, that, that just like inviting grin and smirk that's just like yeah. comforting in a way and to that extent it is interesting if they put this if they plop this little kid into like a mini black panther costume and he's fighting alongside kind of like batman robin style with sure in the next one i'll change my mind on this but i don't think that that's what they're doing <clears throat> it also is like interesting that some... all of these movies are ending with like introducing children it's kind of weird, and it's and it's like it's a little bit like Muppet Babies joke, where it's just like, all right, guys, like, are we future proofing it this hard? Like, I don't think we have to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And like, it'd be kind of cool. You you still don't need this scene to be in it. It'd be cool to have like you know, in one of the future, you know, movies that involves Kane the Conqueror, where you inevitably see a variant of him in the far future, and and you see like what future Wakanda looks like. And you see King T'Challa, this boy who's like, you know, t- taking the reins and taking the kingdom, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe that's cool, but like, it's not relevant unless there's like a massive time jump. And I just think it's also like, it, none of that even fuck. I don't even care about any of that shit, whatever. I agree with what you said. It's a, it's, it totally undercuts the emotional beat of that, of that ending, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, at least like the emotional, like a to Z of the film, <clears throat> is really good and like, you know, really sings. But then like, yeah, they add this like extra thing where it's just like, I don't, I don't know. And like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are championing it and I don't want to take away how that moment made them feel, but like, it, that's not the hopeful moment for, you know, for me, that's some breeder. Shit. Me, no. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's not like, yeah, it's not like, I thought of something very funny. Okay. But you have to tell me you want to hear it. I would love to hear your phone. Okay. Call. I feel like I shouldn't say anything else on the podcast after this. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ever seen Forrest Gump? Oh my God. Yeah, I've seen Forrest Gump. Okay. So remember the scene where Jenny introduces the kid? Yeah. It's like that. And he's like, can you imagine if this scene played out like that? Or is like... Is he normal? Oh, you got a kid. <laughs> you got a kid. That's crazy. And he's like, yeah. His name's T'Challa. <gasps> like my brother. Yeah. He's named after his father. <gasps> he's got a daddy named T'Challa too? <laughs> Would that be... like, they play it like that where it's just like, you don't think that we automatically know as soon as they show up like on that hill. It's just like, well, here we go. I want to... I guess yeah, this is I, what we're doing. I want to say like, who is this for? But apparently it's, it's really not for you and me, but for everyone else. So that's fine. Whatever. And that's whatever. absolutely fine. Yeah. Like I get it. Cause like that is the legacy continuing on the fact that the life that Chadwick Boseman, like 
well, no, I guess it's more the life that T'Challa lived. Did Chadwick Boseman have any children? We this looked is at a he, he. Sad did, question. He, he did, did not. not. Ooh, okay, I did not want to look that. So up. I was gonna say, okay. I'm like, is this like his kid? Which would have been like, I don't fucking oh, know. Not but. even like if it's his kid, but it's kind of the idea of like, you know, again, the art imitating life, imitating art kind of thing, where it's sure. like, sure, maybe that's a very sad uh, idea. Like Chadwick Boseman had children, and they will live on and maybe this child is just more the legacy that he left behind. And, you know, the Chadwick Boseman foundation for the arts, which is like fucking insane. I've been reading up a lot on that since Wakanda forever has that at the end credits. And I was like, Oh, I want to learn more about that. I remember when they started that and it's wild, the shit that they're doing. I yeah. highly recommend everybody check that out. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I think for me, it's that the last like, and I don't, I, keep repeating myself on this but just to clarify like i the last like three four minutes of the actual movie before the mid credit scene is just like was so powerful me did everything that i needed the movie to do and i feel like this mid credit scene was more of like a but did you get it kind of thing yeah well you got it though right like it's okay yeah. everything's all right you got it <laughs> like it's sad but it's okay you got that right and i'm just like eh, yeah i guess yeah, no, Mike, I uh, I agree, and I think that it's uh, you know time will tell. What did you uh, clo- closing th- closing thoughts? Mm-hmm. What do you think the future holds for Black Panther? Do we get another movie? Is it Ryan Coogler? When does it happen? Do we just see them as side characters, other movies for a long time? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like. You know, sometimes they don't announce the sequel of a movie in the um, the big like keynote announcements, and then they they will like soon after the movie releases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to see. I think there's enough set up to where like you know Namor is still a threat, and uh, they have this like kind of truce right now, but it's like seems pretty tentative. So there's more to do there. Um, I would like to see, I'll tell you this, I'd like to see more Latita Wright being Black Panther. And I always want to go back to Wakanda because I think that's one of the coolest places to go in movies, you know? So I hope that we get more of it. Uh, I could see us seeing them be just like around for other movies for a while, though. I mean, this movie's going to make a lot of money. It's going to make a lot of money, so it's in their best interest to do it. But, uh, I would imagine know. they would ask Coogler back for one more, and I would imagine that he would be down. down, but I could also understand if maybe he's like, look, I did the last one, and it was super painful because of everything. Yeah, um, let me move on. I don't know if I should. We'll see. Um, you know, it's, you know, we, we are technically getting another kind of quasi Ryan Coogler movie uh, in, I think, March. With Creed three, Michael B. Jordan directed Michael that B. one. Michael B. Jordan's directing it though, right? He's yeah. directing it, but you know the 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 word on the street is that obviously Coogler was kind of like help, like not shadow directing or actually directing, but was just like like this. This is how I would do it, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And Michael B. Jordan's voice is very much on there. I'm not trying to diminish that, but Coogler and Jordan are very good friends. They've been working together pretty much their entire careers. Yeah. Um. And so you, it would make sense that like I, I'm very interested to see the overlap of of like a Michael B. Jordan uh, vision 
and how that stacks up to like a Coogler vision and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Creed 2, I had, you know, I, I didn't like as much as Creed 1. But, Creed 2 uh, lost the juice, man. Like it just yeah. didn't have that same juice in there. But this one feels like it's... it's, it's well, and, that's, and that's kind of the cool thing about like the Rocky movies too, where it's like they, they go up and down too. And like they they sure. like hit high heights eventually. Yes, so. yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I think... Um, I'm not sure what the future holds for Black Panther. I think it's a little less clear, and I think that's that's okay. But I don't think it's less time. Like, it just came out three days ago. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to... We can wait. We can wait, for sure. But I do think those characters, you know, we've seen OK pop up in um, uh, Captain Soldier, Winter Falcon, and stuff like that. So, like, you know, Wakanda be around. Like, they, they mm-hmm. be doing stuff. So I think that is fine. So we'll see uh, what happens. But Mike... This is not the only podcast on SoilScreenBeacon.com. SoilScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. Thank you for joining us really? on this little extra long hot takes where we talk about Black Panther and Wakanda forever. Uh, please go to our website. Check out all of our fun stuff. We do a lot of stuff on there. You can also find the schedule for our brick and mortar mom and grop uh, movie theater located in Beacon, New York. So go check that out. You can also check out Wonder Bar, which is right next door and is also affiliated with us so money spent there is a money earned here is that a phrase i don't know but i made it up mm-hmm. uh so support us any way that you see fit but even just to listen on your favorite audio podcast listening service thingamajig helps us out mike Burge, do you have anything you'd like to plug before we uh, head on out of here um i mean i was just thinking that it would be really funny if people responded to our um aggravation at how long this movie is and the fact that uh this episode is very long for hot takes it is long for hot takes there's a lot to talk about there's a lot listen for the big guys we gotta bring the heat we gotta talk Um, about stuff uh i would like to uh say because i know that you won't do it Mm. uh that uh our very own robbie anderson uh got himself published earlier this week stop on PCMag.com, he's got an article called Five Movies That Get Tech and Science Surprisingly Right. It's a really fun, really cool article uh, mentioning stuff like Interstellar and uh, First Man. You know, just a lot of fun, like, space movies. I saw that you did find, you did get the conversation in there, which is, like, a personal favorite of mine. I love that and movie, man. what it you was, said it about was, it is great. So I really, I, I I really just, like, I need to make it work on this thank you yeah. very much yeah thank you i highly recommend people check that out it's a pc mag five movies that get tech and science surprisingly right robert anderson that's me there he is thank you thank you mike for for sharing that yeah everyone please uh i think I'm, i might still be on the uh the front page or at least not like too far down so please uh go go look for it once you listen to this really appreciate it if you have any friends that think they find that list kind of cool share it with them but yeah it was uh a few months in the making, and uh, it was really, really exciting to be able to talk about movies for, for some other spots. So you know, we'll see. Came out great. Future holds there. Thank you, thank you so much for reading, Mike. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, I cool. read it every day before <laughs> I go to bed. <laughs> I do this every night with your son. Diane was uh, like, "What are you doing?" And I'm just like, "I'm reading Robbie's article." And she's like, "Didn't you read I, that again <laughs> last night?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was like really good. It's really good." Remember when he says this and she's like, go to fucking bed. But then she starts reading it and she's like, ah, that part is really good. You're right. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Then we read it together. I'm going to read it to my children. What What was the guy? Do you remember the guy who commented that insane comment on my um, 
prestige article or he sent us like the email or something. Do you remember that? Vaguely. He, I, what did he say? He was something just like the wisdom. It seemed like it was written by a bot that was very sincere. And it was like super long. And it was just like the wisdom that you've imparted on this movie. Oh, yes. I will share with my future children. It was yes. crazy. And like the article That's is right. like not like, you know, that pathetic or philosophical. It's about like, I mean, it's good art. The Prestige is a good movie. And it's a good movie. It's cool art. You're a yeah. good writer, and you were like, that. I think this is a good movie, so uh, but it was, I will <laughs> write about that. It was insane. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's all from us. Uh, we'll be back to tell you what Marvel movies we don't like and do like in the future. Mike, it was so nice to have you on this episode. I love it when I can grab you and do content. Oh, heck yeah, baby. I mean, it's, this is uh, it's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Talk, oh. talking talking that Marvel stuff Marvel stuff alright well we'll be back with more podcasts articles and reviews but until then I'm Robbie I'm Mike Birch peace